Aggies win 23-21 over the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's the reaction on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. What an unbelievable game. The Aggies took on the Arkansas Razorbacks, the 10th ranked in the country Arkansas Razorbacks, on Saturday night at AT AT&T Stadium. In the Southwest Classic. And they came out on top in a wild game. 23-21. to The Aggies offense still didn't put together a lot through the air. Even against the worst passing defense in the country coming in. Max Johnson only managed to go 11 for 21 for 151 yards and a touchdown. But Devon A. Chain did Devon A. Chain things, and he carried the ball 19 times for 159 yards and a touchdown. And what was, in the first half at the time at least, the biggest play of the game, for sure the biggest play of the game to that in the first half for the offense, a 63-yard run off of their own seven or so yard line when AM had had not a single first down in the entire first half to that point. They had four three and outs in the first quarter, had not gotten a first down in the did not get a first down in the entire first quarter and got their first first down on a 63-yard run by Devon A. Chain outside to the left-hand side. It was a great run. He's a fantastic player. He continually does exactly what A&M needs him to do, and that's just make huge play after huge play after huge play. Offense, special teams, catch the ball, run the ball. He does it all, and he does it exactly when A&M needs it. This game was... I keep using the word crazy to describe this game just because of the insanity that took place. There were botched field extra point attempts. There were dropped snaps. There was all kinds of stuff. And in the craziest play of the entire game with Arkansas driving with a chance to go up 21 to seven in the mid to late second quarter, KJ Jefferson, the Arkansas quarterback tries to make, a heroic play, tries to dive across the goal line over the top of his offensive line on a designed quarterback run, extends the ball out on a dive from about the three-yard line, and as he extends the ball out, A&M linebacker Chris Russell reaches up as part of trying to make the tackle and stop him, and he knocks the ball loose. The ball bounces straight to A&M cornerback Tyreek Chappelle, who is Johnny on the spot, catches the ball, 
realizes what's going on and immediately takes off on the fumble return. One of the Arkansas offensive players, I think it was the tight end or a fullback, ran him down and had him wrapped up for the tackle, and Damani Richardson and Tyreek Chappelle combined for the Galaxy Brain Play of the Week. We need to get that thing sponsored. As Damani reaches in and Tyreek hands him the ball, and Damani carries it the rest of the way down the left sideline for what turned out to be a 98 or 99-yard fumble return for a touchdown to bring A&M to within one point. The craziness didn't stop there, though, as the, the holder mishandles the snap on the extra point attempt, and A&M goes into fire drill mode on the extra point attempt, trying to convert a two-point conversion out of a bad play. Unsuccessful, they go into halftime. 14 to 13. AM comes out and scores 10 points to open the third quarter to take a 23 to 14 lead. And then Arkansas's offense gets going again. And Arkansas drives down the field, scores another touchdown on another KJ Jefferson run to make it 23 to 21. A&M can't hold on to the ball and sustain a drive. They stop and try to kick a 50-plus-yard field goal, which the kicker misses, giving Arkansas great field position, which they proceed to drive right down the field to attempt their own field goal, which hits the top, not the front, not the side, not the crossbar, the top of the upright of the goalposts. Bounces straight up in the air and lands in the end zone. No good. Aggies win 23-21. to 21. Just bonkers. Nuts game. But the Aggies found a way to come out and win. And I think after four weeks, we sort of know what this team is going to be. That this team's not going to be a team that you know, is super explosive and puts up a ton of points on offense, but they're going to be really stingy on defense. We saw really their first big coverage bust of the entire season tonight as K.J. Jefferson hit a 56-yard touchdown pass on a miscommunication in the A&M secondary, which we haven't seen a big play like that hit on A&M all season. But they managed to hit it in the first quarter of this game, and at that point it was it was pretty deflating. But they buckled down. DJ Durkin put them in the right positions. They started getting some tackles for loss. They started shutting down the running game a little bit, putting some pressure on KJ Jefferson and containing him when he would attempt to scramble. You got to give the linebackers in this game a ton of credit. Edrin Cooper, Chris Russell, we already mentioned him with the forced fumble on the run earlier. Both those guys played really well in terms of reacting when KJ Jefferson would attempt to break the pocket and being able to get him contained and make him make throws even when he was on the run. And he made a couple of really great throws when he was on the run. He hit a, a wide receiver over the middle on one of their, their fourth quarter drives that was a big gain on a third down that was really important for him. But this A&M defense played big when they needed to play big, stopping them through the entire second and the entire third quarters. Yeah. Yes, they allowed the big drive down all the way to the one-yard line, but they didn't make the big play. They did force the fumble. And Annan was able to get the win. 
We're going to talk about the offense a little bit in a minute. But first, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information and live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Offensively for the Aggies, it was not pretty. The Aggies struggled offensively, really, to get anything consistently going other than Devon A-Chain, who just continues to be, continue to prove that he's the best player on this offense and maybe the best player on the team, as he just continually had really nice run after really nice run. Like I mentioned, broke out for a 63-yard run when the offense had nothing going, had a couple of other really big runs, really nice touchdown run, just some really, really good things from Devon A. Chain in this game, running the ball. Max Johnson completed 11 of 21 for 151 yards and a touchdown. Nothing gaudy. It was a little more fits and starts, a little less sort of cool, calm, and collected than against Miami last week. But he got the job done. He got some really great help from his receivers at times. Evan Stewart made a great play on the touchdown pass that followed the nice or the um, Devon A. Chain 63-yard run. Evan Stewart makes a nice play coming back to the ball on a 10-yard touchdown pass, where Max was pressured right in his face, fades away a little bit, drops the ball over the top. Evan Stewart comes back for it makes a play for the touchdown. Got some help from his tight end, Donovan Green, on a huge catch in the fourth quarter to keep the ball moving. Anaya Smith converted a second and 30 into a first down on his only catch of the night. It was a... A&M continues to suffer from self-inflicted wounds on the offensive side of the ball. They'll get to second and three, and they'll get a false start penalty, and now it's second and eight. Or they'll get a a big first down on third down and three, and then they'll get a holding penalty, and now it's third down and 13. They just haven't been able to put it together offensively in a way that allows them to develop any sort of consistency. When they don't make penalties, they look pretty good on offense. Devon A-Chain's running the ball really well. Max Johnson makes a throw to Yul Keith Brown in the, in the slot on an out route, catches the ball, makes a man miss, gets up the field. Evan Stewart comes across the field, catches the ball in a two-minute drill, weaves in and out of folks for a while, gets a few more yards. It's clear that there's talent on this A&M offense. 
that exceeds what they're showing from a numbers perspective because they just can't get out of their own way. Third down and two, they line up in a, a traditional eye formation and they get an illegal shift penalty because as the fullback goes in motion, they've got the backup sort of big running back in there. And he jumps, false starts as the fullback moves, and they call an illegal shift penalty. It's a young team in a lot of areas, and that youth is showing, and you just hope that if this A&M team is going to grow up into the team that they hope to be by the end of the year, that that growing happens pretty quick. Especially on the offensive side. They just have to be more consistent on offense or some of these teams that are coming up later on in the season. I mean, next week they have Mississippi State. You know Mike Leach's team is going to move the ball and going to score points. He's been doing he's been coaching offensive football at the highest levels, scoring the most points and getting the most yards in college football for too many years to expect that you're going to go in there and shut him down and keep him to 17 points. They're going to have to score points against Mississippi State. They're going to have to score points on the road against Alabama if they hope to get that win. They're going to have to start scoring points if they're going to try to win the SEC West and try to win the SEC as a whole. And they're going to have to do it in a way that's different than they've been able to do it before. This A&M game, this A&M win came at a cost. And we'll talk a little more about that cost. In the third quarter of the game, while the offense had some momentum going, A&M had all the momentum, everything was going their way. It's 23 to 14. Max Johnson scrambles out the left side, picks up a nice gain, and he gets tackled right just short of the first down marker. And his... Most reliable wide receiver, Anaya Smith, is standing there blocking the defensive back, trying to help his quarterback. And both Max and the tackler roll up on Anaya Smith's right leg. And immediately you could see something wasn't right. Anias was hurt, and he was hurt bad. He spent a lot of time in the medical tent, and when he did come out, ESPN showed a, a brief – clip of him on the sidelines and and I got to give some kudos to ESPN on this situation because this isn't easy from a broadcast or a media standpoint of how do you cover this situation this is a guy who's a veteran player in what is almost certainly his last year in college his last year at A&M suffers an injury spends a lot of time in the medical tent ESPN owes it to its viewers to report on what's going on. But they have to also be sensitive to Anias and to his family and to the team and everything that they're dealing with and the way they handle it. They very briefly showed a shot while they went to the sideline reporter with a voiceover to explain they went to a shot of Anias with his dad, hugging, consoling one another, clearly emotional, explaining He came out of the tent, 
with an air cast or a boot on his right leg, walking on crutches on the sideline, very clearly an emotional situation. Obviously, we feel terrible for Anais. He really is sort of the heartbeat of this A&M offense and has been. And we saw it tonight before the injury. It's second and 30. The offense is really, other than the one touchdown drive that they have, the offense hasn't been able to get a whole lot going. They throw the ball underneath to Anaya Smith on second and 30 after a couple of penalties and a botched play and just a really tough situation. They get the ball to Anaya Smith, and he weaves in and out, goes for 32 yards, and now it's a first down. Anaya is a phenomenal football player. We don't know what the injury is. We're not going to speculate on what the injury is. All we know is that ESPN reported he came out with what looked like an air cast or a boot on his right leg, on crutches. He was down for a while on the field and looked like he could put almost no weight at all on that right leg. Of course, we will hope the best for Anais. We hope that there's an opportunity for a recovery, not just for him to return to be able to play for A&M, but he's a guy who very likely has an NFL future, and we hope that he's able to come show a recovery and come back from this injury and show NFL teams before the draft that he's back, he's fully recovered and capable of stepping on the field for them and contributing because if he if he's not able to do that, it's going to hurt his draft position. It's going to hurt. It just it sucks for a night, just to be to be blunt. We hope this A&M team goes out and carries his leadership forward through the rest of the season and sort of plays for as long as he's out and plays for Anais, steps up. Hope these young receivers are in position, are able to step up the responsibility and the level of play. The guy who probably gets the most additional playing time out of this situation is Joel Keith Brown with maybe a, a little bit of Moose Muhammad as well. Muhammad had a, to be, just to be frank, a rough game. Two or three not so great penalties, an illegal chop block penalty on what should have been a huge play, a on a, a block in the back, on a big Max Johnson scramble that cost him a ton of yardage, misplayed a deep shot where he was wide open, and instead of running through the catch, tried to make some jumping, leaping catch and wasn't able to, wasn't able to get to the ball. Not, not the game that I'm sure Moose hoped he would have as he goes in, as he went into the game this week. But especially with this injury to Anias, A&M is going to need Yule Keith Brown and Anaya and uh, and Moose Muhammad and Chase Lane and Chris Marshall to step up and play and be consistent playmakers. They're going to need Evan Stewart to really step into and truly embrace the role of being the go-to wide receiver in this offense. 
And we saw more contribution from the tight end position is Donovan Green actually had three catches for 50 yards on the day, including a 26-yard catch and run. So they're going to need more from the tight end position. They're going to need more from the other receivers. And as hard as it is to imagine, they're going to need more from Devon A-Chain or they're going to need Devon A-Chain to continue to just be an absolute elite playmaker on offense if this AM offense is going to, to be able to manage around this Anaya Smith injury. I hate it for Anias, but hopefully he's able to make the recovery. We're glad AM was able to come out on top. Again, 23 to 21. Thanks for so much for joining us for this instant reaction podcast to the Aggies win over the Arkansas Razorbacks. This is Locked On Aggies. I am Joey Ikes. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Aggies. You can find us on YouTube. If you're not watching us there right now, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Odyssey or any of the podcast platforms where you can find us, please go check. There's a link in the description for the podcast. Check us out on YouTube as well. We're trying to grow that channel, trying to do some cool things with it. We hope that you'll help us and join us there on video as well. Again, A&M wins 23-21. Thanks so much for making Locked on Aggies consistently your first listen every day. Now go check out Locked on SEC, where host Chris Gordy and the local experts of Locked on take you around the conference in 30 minutes or less. It's the best way out there to keep up with what's going on in the conference as a whole and to keep up with how AM fits in that picture. Again, thanks so much for joining us. We will see you on Monday.